What's up, Cardboard Nation? Were you afraid we weren't going to make it? We're here. You're here. If you're not here, get here. We've got a great show for you tonight. I'm Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, my co-host, partner in crime, Ivan Lovgren, over there. SoCal. What's going on? Still sunny over yeah. here. Is it sunny where you are? In the, twilight in the hours. Beautiful. Little, little twilight Beautiful. action. Yeah, I'm baking over here. It's hot. The sun is coming right in here. The setting sun is right there. So for the next hour, this is going to be a hot Absolutely. show, Rob. It's going to be hot. In more hot, than hot. one way. We've got a great show tonight. We've got, uh, here's what's happening. We've got two guests tonight. We're rolling out a new segment called Dealer Showcase. We're going to talk to DJ Joss, owner of DJ Sports Cards in Renton, Washington. Find out from him Been there. what's hot in the shop. Uh, we're going to talk to our friend Tony Fry, founder of Hero Habit, and learn more about uh, his website and his goals in the hobby. We've got a extended hobby happenings segment tonight because there's a lot happening in the hobby. Uh, we'll take a look at Hot in the Shop, and we've got another box break, but we're going to keep it a surprise until later. Uh, oh. Surprise box yeah. break. But uh, kicking things... Does that mean I need to go delete the tweet that I did earlier? I don't know. No, because I think I tweeted it too. So. Okay. But but if you're tuning in and you don't know, you're going to just have to be surprised. You're going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised. And Rob, I, you know, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Let's let's go to the opening remarks. Let's let's get past. Uh, I I could talk for hours. There's so much on the plate today, Rob. If we ever have dead time, oh, I'm gonna fill it. You better believe. I'm All right, that, that's why you're here, bro. But cool. one of the things I want to talk about for sure. I'm really excited uh, to go see tomorrow. Uh, Wonder Woman uh, after her bit role, a little bit more than a cameo, but a bit role in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. We got our first real look at uh, Gal, excuse me, Gal Gadot, in her role as Princess Diana, the Amazonian goddess of war. And to go along with that, uh, published a awesome, comprehensive guide to Wonder Woman collectibles that you can check out at gogts.net as you might expect there's Which yeah there's a awesome. lot of merchandise coming down the pipe and so what we've done is we've broken it down for you in a few different categories uh, statues and busts premium figures action figures pop figures vinyl figures other than pop uh, how about novelty figures, plush figures, cosplay? There, she's got some awesome cosplay items, including a super cool sword, a super cool, um, yeah, a super cool shield, uh, crown, wristbands, lasso set. Uh, the sword and the shield actually make make noises when they're swung through the air and bang together and stuff. So if you're into cosplay. Uh, that might be right up your alley. I don't know, Amy Hood, if you're into cosplay, but when I put when I saw all the cosplay items, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to put these up there. And of course, novelties and miscellaneous. 
some really, really just fine stuff from numerous manufacturers, uh, including DC collectibles, as you might imagine. So be sure and check that out at your leisure. And uh, be sure to let us know on social media if you're going to check out Wonder Woman this weekend. And if you, if and when you do, what you think of it. I will pro- Now, Rob, I, I do have some, some sure. thoughts here. First off, that Art FX statue is amazing. Like, almost almost gets me more excited for the movie than the trailers <laughs> did. Um, that said, yeah, I'd be curious to hear people's thoughts. I did hear... I had one friend see it and review it, and this review is completely spoiler-free. It's just the the one type of review. I'm all for Wonder Woman, and I hate all this. Like, why should there even be any talk of controversy? It's ridiculous. At the same time, my friend's review went like this. I don't care about all the plot holes. I was just so excited to see her on screen that I loved the movie. Interesting. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. I don't want that. I want a good movie. And that's because I've had such disappointment in all of the recent slate of DC films that it's not that it's Wonder Woman or this or that. I'm just worried about the tone of their movies lately has just been off. Well, Marvel has been kicking their butt left and right. I mean, that's been obvious. Um, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful that I'm easily entertained. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to worry about it. I know I'm going to enjoy it regardless. So be sure to check out the DC Wonder Woman collectibles guide on GoGTS.net. Uh, one of the things that transpired this week got me thinking. And it got me thinking to the point that I thought that I would ask the question. The GoGTS Live Q of the Week and you can vote in the Twitter poll, uh, which is our pinned tweet right now. And qu- quite simply, given his recent lack of success on the course and off, is Tiger Woods still collectible? Is Tiger Woods still collectible? Ooh, Rob, do you want me to answer sure, that right go ahead. now? Or should I should I wait until we get a little more feedback on the poll? Right now we've got eleven votes. I think we can get a lot more than that. Um, and don't just vote; reply with your thoughts. So far, only SG has replied. I have thoughts on it. At the same time, so, oh gosh, now I'm double double. What what is thoughts. the the breakdown of the eleven votes so far? So far, uh, oh that's the wrong one. Join us live. Uh, so far, it is 50-50. Really? 12 votes, 50, and it's 50-50. That's yes, a little no. bit... The one... That's better than I thought it would be. Uh, sorry. What, well, so what did you think it would be? Um, because of the timeliness of it, I thought more people would vote no. Just because of the popularity of saying something like yeah. that right now? Um, so, all right, let's elaborate on this a little bit. I mean, you can't take away from him what he has done and accomplished. No one's ever going to take those major championships away from him. Will he break Jack's record? Probably no chance in hell when at one time it was almost assured. Uh, So given that, was he collectible in anticipation of him breaking Jack's record? 
or simply because of the heat of the moment of being the best at the best at the time. So I is Tiger Woods still collectible? I mean, hmm. my I, I could go either way. I think yes, because he's going to be collectible in some capacity. But is he down from where he was in terms of collectible values, volume, demand? Most assuredly. All right. Well, we'll let that linger for a little, and we're getting some feedback in both the chat room and now we're getting some more Twitter feedback. Thank you, Jeff Gwynn. Um, so you keep it coming, and then I'll share my thoughts a little bit later in the show. Yeah, and then we'll, uh, before we wrap out of here, one of us try to remember that we'll uh, give the final results later. And Rob, I know we were both in a bit of a, a hurry with some sound, uh, some sound issues on on my end. It's always my fault. I'm sorry, guys. Um, we didn't talk about what we're giving away in addition to the box break on tonight's show. How are we giving this away? Because we want to make sure that whoever wins this very very special item can take advantage of it. Well, do we have a system for doing the big giveaway? Hmm. The big giveaway. Who's watching? Who's been watching on Twitter and knows what the big giveaway is? Every single week of the next two months, what the big giveaway is. Yeah, pretty cool. I was contacted by Ray Schulte, who does PR for the National, and uh, known Ray a long time. And he said, hey, uh, do you guys want some tickets to give away uh, on your show for the National? And I said, I said, yeah, that'd Sorry. be great. And I was thinking we'd get a pair of tickets or, you know, a quad for a family or something. He's like, no, we're going to give you a pair to give away each week that you're on air leading up to the show. So, yeah, wow. we've got we've got tickets every week we're on air to give away. So, which is great. And I'm already seeing, too, some of the some of the people in chat saying, this is what's so great about the people that watch our show and that participate every week. A couple of you saying, guess what? I can't go. I'm not going to be in the running. And that's just really cool of you to say, like, hey, it's pretty clear. And then others saying, I am in the running. Let's get this figured out. Let's well, do this. Well, I, I think for the most part, um, I think we got to do it on the honor system. I, I, only, I only want yeah. people to enroll or participate or whatever Ivan's going to have you do uh, if you're planning on going. And, you know, uh, I, I don't have any way to police it after the fact, but uh, we're just going to leave it up to collector's honor. Yeah, and that's what that's my, my point that I think is pretty cool is that the some of the people are already stepping up and saying, well, I couldn't do it. Um, so, yeah. So we'll figure that out, though. I don't know how you want to give it away. If it's a tweet, if it's some sort of make a joke, or I don't know. What oh, do you think? Uh, you know me. I'm always of the, the keep it simple, stupid. So I want to be sure whatever it is, is that uh, at NSCC show is mentioned in the tweet how about this there you go 
thank you. Tweet this. Tweet this exact tweet. Thank you at NSCC show for the chance at free tickets on at GoGTS Live. Does that work? Yes. So, yeah. So pretty much, let's keep it even simpler. <laughs> thank, right. thank the national and tag them at an SCC show for the tickets available Our on show. Yes. Go GTS Live, so that we get the tag. So that's how you enter to win. Must be watching to win, of course. Uh, I saw a couple people. Like one actually said, "Well, it would only be me." Here's the thing: if it is only you, well, maybe you can find a friend in the greater Chicago area to take with you for the day. Uh, we don't want to get too intricate. We appreciate that everyone is pretty, um, you know, being pretty cool about this. So we'll just keep it that simple. You can um, always give it to someone who's in line waiting to buy a ticket if you get there and you're by yourself. Yeah. You know, that's pay it yeah. forward, as we say. Yeah. Just don't tell the national that we told no, them. No, they'd be fine. They, they'd, they'd, they'd I'm sure that I know. I know. I, I'm trying to create controversy here, Rob. Because controversy became my middle name Uh-oh. this weekend. I don't know if you saw um, and when we're jumping to the next. We've got so many different segments going on. Oh, I actually, hey, uh, we we got to do hobby happenings here in a minute. Um, gosh, I don't know. Do you want me to open yeah, the can please. of worms? we got some time to kill before our first guest. Our first guest is coming on well, at 9.40, so we have time. So you had, uh, you pointed out, you set me on fire last week on the show with a small thing that you mentioned. I don't know if you remember what that was. Oh, I certainly do. Uh, we Skip about- Bayless being, having an autograph card in 2017 Tops Archives. Well, Rob, guess what? That's, <laughs> you, you played the old devil trick of, well, let me tell you something kind of bad <laughs> to, to really ease the blow. Because you failed to mention that worse than Skip Bayless, who I just personally abhor, for no, at the end of the day, no good reason. Let's be honest, Skip Bayless never said anything about my mother, okay? <laughs> That's not what he told well, me. Well, also, in time... <laughs> well, then we maybe we do have real beef, Skip. I just think that you're, you're a bit of a tool. That said, I'm a bit of a tool. We're all a bit of a tool. So I could easily see someone being that pissed off if my autograph were in there, which it never will be. Uh, what I was shocked to find out was that notorious ball hawk is the kindest word I can think to describe this man. Zach Hample is also in archives. <laughs> and if you are at all familiar with Zach Hample, not only is he a ball hawk, which, okay, well, we all collect stuff, you know, we all, we, we grab stuff. Some of us, you know... We pick the fat packs out of the... Yeah, but he's like George Costanza pushing women and children and old people out of the way when there's a fire. So I will say I have not seen documented evidence of that. I have seen other fans accuse him of it that have allegedly seen him. So just to go on the record and not be too slanderous, I've only seen other people allege that he does that. At the same time, we all saw what he did at Fort Bragg last year, which was just wrong. Absolutely wrong. Over 50,000 service members in a lottery for 12,500 tickets. The ticket states very clearly, non-transferable. If you don't want this ticket, you have to give it back and it goes to another service member. And so what does he do? He creates a fake tender account looking for a platonic hookup 
offering $1,000 to a service member to get into that game. And then not only that, when he gets it, he starts bragging on Twitter that he has it and that he's at the game. Which Major League Baseball had said any civilians that are found to be in violation or have a transferred ticket will be escorted out of the stadium. Apparently, he was not. Regardless, there was an uproar. He was caught lying multiple times when he issued an apology, and then it was revealed that even in the apology there was lies. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. And someone someone uh, even tweeted me uh, and said, oh, well, what's wrong with the collector being in, in a product? And I have nothing wrong with that. We've seen uh, Brenton, Brent Williams from Brenton Becca was in a product. I think that's great. Um, I believe wasn't Luca uh, Busta Ferrari, wasn't he and Alan and Ginter? One year. You've had the, um, uh, speaking of Alan and Ginter, you've had, you know, the people crack the codes, have their own cards. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I have absolutely no, it's not that it's, oh, it's a collector and I wouldn't want that autograph. No, I think that's actually a really special, fun thing. And I don't have a problem with Bald Vinny, another notoriously well known fan of the game, or Marlins Man and Alan and Ginter last year. I think it's fun to have some variety. It beats just getting another Matt Olson, you know, guy that's been a rookie for four years in a row and dollar auto it's a little fun to have some variety and celebrate the game as a whole we see announcers get in the hall of fame that said at the end of the day there is no place for zach hample in a baseball card product. all right all right well one more time before we get into hobby happenings uh for your chance oh. to win tickets a pair of tickets to the national sports collectors convention tweet at nscc show uh, thank you for the chance at free tickets on at GoGTS Live. Uh, I'll also just add to that, if for whatever reason our instructions were not clear, well, go look at our page because there's uh, lots of examples now that we've just retweeted. So you can kind of see how other people did it. Just keep it simple. Tweet it once. Multiple tweets will get you disqualified. Uh, obviously, next week you can enter again. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Rob, oh, by the way, I should mention, I actually uh, bought a Zach Hample autograph. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did because everybody was saying, well, you know, like, if I had that card, I would burn it or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to. Oh, So it allegedly shipped today. Oh, we can do that on the show. Pay attention to Twitter. Watch the breaks. uh, Or maybe I'll do it on the show. We'll see. I don't know how uh, certain uh, hobby... um, companies would feel about me doing something like that on our product neutral show so maybe maybe we'll address that specific thing that said i am going to do it um and all right i paid 17 dollars plus 2.99 shipping and handling <laughs> too funny all right is everybody ready all right uh this segment takes a look at hobby happenings and thus it's called hobby happenings so here's a look at this week's hobby happenings ivan kick it off well rob cryptozoic has announced the cancellation of orphan black season two trading cards never fear orphan black and cryptozoic fans instead the product will be combined with season three and is being released in a premium pack format with three autographs in every pack. However, do not expect to find this product in hobby shops upon its release. The new version is being released as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive available directly from Cryptozoic at their booth. Interesting. 
interesting as a side note to that uh, every case has three guaranteed three Tatiana Maslany autographs uh, yes as which character <laughs> though that's the that's the chase and there's a look at several of, of them there uh, next up a new book by PSA president Joe Orlando and co-written by friends of our program Tom and Ellen Zapala goes on sale soon titled legendary lumber the book documents the top 100 player bats in baseball history however while no official details have been released past books by this writing team have debuted at the national sports collect collectors convention and are usually tied to a psa show promotion of some sort so stay tuned for more information about that as it becomes available hmm. Rob, as we have previously discussed on this show, the last-minute inclusion of 12 autographed cards of Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, on the CW's hit TV show, into boxes of Cryptozoic's hobby release of The Flash Season 2 trading cards has created quite the chase, as we predicted. At the time of this writing, only two copies have surfaced. The first was immediately snatched up with a buy-it-now of almost $800 on the secondary market. As it turns out, the buyer got a steal, or the seller screwed himself. Answer our poll on Twitter. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, because the second copy is currently at auction on eBay with a current bid of over $1,500 and over a day remaining. So, Rob, if you were the buyer of the first card, would you flip it for the chance to double your In money? a heartbeat. <laughs> True collector. In a heartbeat. All right. If you find yourself in Miami next month during the MLB All-Star break, be sure to stop by the Miami Beach Convention Center, which will play host Ooh. to this year's annual MLB Fan Fest, which takes place July 7th through the 11th. Why? Because several free autograph signers are scheduled, and not just scrubs. Guys like Tim Raines, Fergie Jenkins, Andre Dawson, Juan Marichal, Dave Winfield, Tony Perez, Fred Lynn, Burt Campanaris, and many others. Hmm. Panini America and the National Basketball Association have renewed their exclusive partnership. While exact details of the agreement were not made public, Panini will remain the NBA's exclusive trading card and sticker manufacturer for the foreseeable future. Congratulations, Panini America and team over there. In other Panini news, the company released the official NFLPA trading card index for the first quarter of 2017. The rankings are based on secondary market pricing of both veteran and rookie players. Tom Brady once again secured the top spot on the veterans list, while rookie running back Leonard Fournette found himself atop the rookie rankings. For more details and a complete list of the rankings, please visit gogts.net. And finally, Rob, the ill-fated contract that sent legendary slugger Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees for, I believe, a box of Cracker Jack is up for auction through Leland's. Referred to as the curse of the Bambino contract, bidding is already past a quarter of a million dollars with a month still to go. 
In this video, Josh Evans, founder of Leland's Auctions, talks with the crew at CNBC News about the sale of this historic document. I really don't know. Uh, the previous and only other one that's ever been sold, and there were only two, was the one from the Harry Frazee family who owned the Red Sox, sold for a million dollars at Sotheby's. This is the Rupert copy, the owner of the New York Yankees. So the only way to know is to put it up for auction. Michael, how much would you be willing to bid for this? Well, um, it's the kind of thing, <laughs> if I were in the market for a baseball-related collectible, that I would like because it has so much actual significance. Look, they, it's great to have a World Series ring. They give them out every year. This is a kind of a turning point uh, in the history of the game. And I think, you know, the $100,000 value of that transaction is like a million and a half dollars in today's money. Exactly. So it was, a, it was a big big enough deal. It should rise above that level, you would think. Well, if you look at what's been happening in collectibles or in memorabilia, whatever you want to call it, or even art, a Basquiat painting just sold for $110.5 oh, uh, million. Well oh, yeah. It cost $19,000 uh, $19, in 1985, <laughs> roughly. Well, this contract and this ring were worth a couple hundred grand back in the late 80s. But these things should be worth as much as, as those things. Could I see the ring? and Absolutely. And could I hold it and touch it, or is it better if it stays on I think you? we should leave it on my finger. Okay, we'll leave it. Guys, I don't know if you can get a shot of that. If you hold real steady there, John, uh, or Josh, I'm sorry, we can get, so that just so people can see exactly what it is uh, that you're holding. There we go. This is Babe Ruth's 1927 Yankee World Series ring. His name is engraved inside. This came directly from Claire Ruth, and both of these pieces have incredible provenance. They've been authenticated by just about anyone, and uh, they're the real thing. And they're the best pieces of sports memorabilia that have ever been offered, and I've sold a lot of it. I didn't know anything about baseball until I read Bill Bryson's book called One Summer, which is all about the 1927 Yankees. I didn't even know that Babe Ruth could be a Hall of Fame pitcher. You know, sure. forget what he did as a hitter. And this, the, the, there's the book, actually, by the way, if anyone else is interested. But it, it is fascinating to think about what he accomplished. No, without a doubt. I mean, I, I guess I wonder what the what the general market is right now for baseball-related collectibles in particular. Because, um, you know, you did see kind of a little bit of a bubble just in baseball cards. Yes. I just wonder other historical well, that, facts. Well, that baseball card bubble is still going on. Uh, a perfect condition 10 of 10 Mickey Mantle 1952 rookie card would sell for probably $10 million today if anyone wanted to sell it there's only three uh, and the Honus Wagner card is sold for, sold for in the millions the most we sold one was for, was for three million but we sold Babe Ruth's uh, 1920 Yankee jersey for 4.5 million which is the world's record this really should break it but if it doesn't it doesn't I want the market to respond to where it should be and what's the deadline for placing a bid June 30th go to Leland's.com and you can bid just make sure you call in advance and register And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Uh, yeah, just call ahead, <laughs> register, and, you know, if you happen to have a couple mil lying around, you can bid. Well, I just might do that. I'll, I'll throw them 350 <laughs> like I threw uh, for a couple of uh, auctions this past week. Buy it now or best off. So we've got about ten minutes before our first guest joins us, and there was a lot to digest there. What what are some things that stood out to you in this week's hobby happenings, Ivan? Well, I mean, I think that, that contract is absolutely ridiculous, and it feels like every single week we have uh, an item like that come up. You know, it was the original baseball documents um, last week or two weeks ago. Um, you know, some 
like you said, these Mickey Mantle rookie cards in high condition have just been flying off the uh, auction shelves. Um, it's just, it's absolutely amazing to me. I mean, let me ask you about the Grant Gustin autograph uh, from Flash. He is looking at eBay. First off, I can't believe the number of fraudulent autographs of Grant Gustin on eBay. Uh, it's really? bad. I mean, it's really bad. And, and you can just, I mean, wow, uh, it's bad. <laughs> But he, he's an well, elusive signer. He, it's not like he's at every Wizard yeah. World and Comic-Con and, and whatnot. So when he is around, you know, people pay for his autograph. So I, but I'm still a little surprised at what those those went for. I thought um, 750 yeah, probably in that range. Uh, it went for 799 mm-hmm. but then at a buy it now and i'm like oh okay but then when i found out and looked at the feedback rating of the people that are bidding on this other card this isn't you know a scam someone's not going to drop out this card is going to sell for over fifteen hundred dollars and by the time it's all over who knows this card could be close to two thousand dollars when the next one sells and there's still 10 out there so well, and Rob, you, you you set it up perfectly with one of the reasons why I love what Cryptozoic does in the entertainment world, why I love what Leaf does in the entertainment world, and even what Sci-Fi Hobby is doing in the entertainment world. There are so many fakes of these uh, entertainment stars out there because there hasn't been standardized systems for them. Um, you know, it's an 8x10 or this or that, or even... On the other side, you send it in to them, and really their agent or their assistant signs it for them. So to have something like this where you know, because there's no other design that has that auto, it's got the special wording on the back, it it really sets it apart, I think, as a Absolutely. in the entertainment space, which is just something extra special. So I love the fact that there's only 12 of them. It's something I've been saying for uh, for quite a while. With base, you know, even flagship or tops opening day, um, I think even having a super, 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 super rare chase in there that's something huge would just make it a whole lot more crazy fun for collectors. I, I mean, how much do you think uh, Panini Kid Reporter motivates kids to go out and get football cards in December, even though it's a literally one person is going to get that. I think that some really cool, fun, simple chases like that can make even a base set really exciting. One of the things that we talked about uh, when Transcendent came out at the price point that it it was at was, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of um, tying a product to an experience is something we might start to see more of. Well, we are halfway through uh, 2017, just about, and no news about another type of product offering a experience along with it. I'm a little surprised. I really thought that Tops was onto something, and while not every, while the market can't bear multiple 20. Two twenty-six, twenty-eight thousand dollar products. They certainly, it certainly can bear things of a smaller scale, where it's 
not necessarily you know this big blowout event like was the las vegas party but even if it was just you know tickets and a meet and greet you know at the dugout before the game you know uh i'm surprised that we haven't seen more stuff like that and i think i think we might eventually you know knowing the creativity that comes out of cryptozoic how cool would it be if they started incorporating some kind of element into that because they're at events like san diego comic-con emerald city con you know they're where a lot of these entertainment fans are uh it seems like a perfect opportunity to tie something like that together well that's that's a great point and i agree with you and i disagree with you uh one i'm pretty sure that we pretty sure sue's made it clear last week transcendent 2 is coming well did you get that vibe from her i got that vibe from her yeah did you get that a little vibe bit but you know outside of that well yeah well and so that's just one side of it the other side though is that um i also feel like something like uh you know what we just had last week with the panini rookie premiere uh, you know, GTS and Panini both sponsoring various parts of that, letting a group of collectors get close to an experience or, um, you know, the breakers at the NBA draft. I think that we might be seeing even more of those types of events, especially hearing now Panini get the uh, you know extension on the NBA uh, license. Um, and we also have Ryan Cracknell saying in the um, uh, chat, Tops has a party set for their Tops Now VIPs at the All-Star That's cool. Game. Not tied to a new product. It is for their Tops Now VIPs, though. So, so I think that there's some interesting. There, there is some shift towards that. Maybe Transcendent was so big that no one wants to just jump in and do a sloppy job trying to capitalize on that, and the companies are actually taking a second to think about it and how to do it right. Maybe that's just a maybe. Who knows? We all have our opinions on these companies. Yeah, because there have been... Um, I think that the experience is definitely getting... Well, oh, Rob, sorry. uh, There was something else, though, too, and I didn't even really touch on this because it was outside of my world because I don't really do the Panini digital world. I barely do the Topps digital world anymore. At the Panini event, though, um, they had... Some of the people would get a personalized autograph from the players, in their panini in their panini digital yes that's that? pretty cool so again different ways to bring and i don't know how they drew that or what you what pack they had to open or whatnot a couple of people though got a specific like you know to amy from uh you know deshaun watson card in their panini digital that's pretty app. cool so so i see a lot of transition towards that i mean i think maybe it's our job as collectors to come up with some good ideas and shoot them their way i'm sure Tracy Hackler wouldn't say no to a great idea coming across his timeline or Sue's, you know, if she sees something great, they're going to try to incorporate it. Oh, um, you just made reminding me of something or George. Hey, speaking speaking of digital apps, guess who took fourth place in the May season of imports, dragons, NHL figure league, this guy (laughs) right here. And so what does that get me? What does that get me? Check this out. I got prizes coming in the mail. I get two dual two-packs of six-inch figures. 
They've got uh, you know a handful of players were paired off together, so I get two two packs of those coming, and I will be sure to show you what they look like when I get them in the mail. So play a game online, collect figures online or in the real world, play, win, and like this guy, get your hands on some cool prizes. All right, awesome. We are pleased to be joined tonight in our first ever officially titled Dealer Showcase segment. DJ Joss, owner of DJ Sports Cards in Renton, Washington. DJ, thanks for hanging out with GoGTS Live tonight. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's absolutely our pleasure. Uh, so, Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into the business of being a local card shop owner. Well, uh, back in the late 80s, I got really interested in trading cards, kind of before everything really hit the boom. And uh, But then when I hit high school, I decided to sell all my trading cards because I thought I was done. And I went to a local card show and made about $500. And I, after I did that, I went and talked to a local card and comic store in the area that I had done a lot of business with. And he offered to sell out the baseball card portion of his business to me for the $500 and get me started. And I was still in wow. high school at the time. So it was a kind of a low risk uh, way to get into business because if it bombed, I'm still living at home and I'm not, you know, I've still got a job at the grocery store. But then it took off and I'm still, I've been doing the same thing since 1988. So, and I've, and I've moved into my own store a couple years later and I've been in the same location here for the last 27 years. So... That's amazing. And just for anyone watching, Renton is a, you would call it a suburb of Seattle, I guess. It's really right. It, Seattle's right on top of it. Yeah. So you're really a Seattle sports store. Absolutely. Correct? Yep. Mariners and Seahawks. Yep. And DJ, you may not remember this. I actually visited your shop, even though I live down here in Southern California. Uh, my sister graduated from Seattle Pacific three years ago, and while I was in town, I stopped by your shop, and I was specifically impressed. I think I still have your business card somewhere in my files here. Uh, a really great shop that you have there. Thank so, you. Just wanted to say hi again after after three years. Who would have known we'd have connected this? Yeah, way? that's great. Awesome. So give us an idea. One of the reasons we want to do this segment is to not only help you promote your business, but also maybe uh, educate some other shop owners um, by giving some ideas of that they might be able to pick on, uh, pick up on rather. And so wanted to ask you, what are some of the things that you think you do, your shop does that maybe separates you from your competition or makes you stand out from other shop owners? I have very little gaming. I'm mainly focused on sports. Uh, and for many years, that was kind of a challenge because the sports market was in this decline or whatever. But I didn't really want to get into a lot of the kind of the dark gaming material. And so I, I focused on sports. And just some of the things that I, I learned during that period was uh, to, to buy collections. A lot of stores don't like to buy. I'm buying all the time. Anytime someone calls, I'm, I'm interested. Hmm. Other than that late 80s, early 90s time period, which is, is pretty dead, and I gave a lot of that away, most collections, I'll buy just about anything. And uh, I try to find fast ways to get collections out in my store. I, I don't want to buy a collection then have it sit in the corner forever and take up room and, and not sell. So I will let customers go through collections I haven't gone through yet, but I also try to find fast ways to get collections out. 
So I'll go through and, uh, you know, if it's bulk boxes of 90 Dunruss, I'm going to put that on the sidewalk for free. You know, get it out of here. If it's good, uh, newer inserts in it or stars and they're, they book for 50 cents to $2 or whatever, I'm throwing those in 25 cent boxes. I've got, I don't know if I can show you this here, but I've got uh, over there just beyond those jerseys, I've got a whole table full of boxes that are just 25 cents a piece. And I sell, I sell, oh, I have guys that'll sit here for hours and go through those boxes and pull all kinds of stuff out of there. And like I said, I won't throw junk in there. It, it's got to be, you know, good base cards from good sets or, or it's one of those collections where it's a lot of stars, but they're not worth taking the time to price them up individually. I also have a 99 cent bin. I might throw things in there like Shaq rookies or a slightly off grade Griffey rookie, you know, five, $8 cards that aren't going to sell, put them out for a buck. And you get people that just, they can't pass that up. I have half price binders. I get stuff in the case, but I put, I, I, I really focus a lot on singles and, and other things that come along with collections too. Autographs, magazines, other oddball memorabilia. I, I love that stuff. I, I love to cater to the collector that he's just as excited about finding, you know, a 25 cent Gorman Thomas Mariner card that he needs as the guy that, you know, is excited to pull a hundred dollar card out of a pack. I mean, there's so, we have so many, many millions <laughs> of different cards and things that, that are available. And, and I think that that treasure hunt or trying to find something that you need. Uh, I think I provide a lot of that because I buy so many collections and I try to get it out where people can get to it right away. That's a great point. I heard you speak on this actually at the industry summit a few years ago and hopefully a few uh, dealers picked up on that because, you know, yeah, okay, these cards are a quarter, but listen, you have one customer by, you know, 20 of them that adds up. Then you multiply that times 10 customers and you multiply that times, you know, in a week times a month. I mean, it, it adds up. So that incremental revenue is nice. What, I've got a guy uh, that comes in every Saturday probably spends 80 to to $100 on quarter cards, you know, and he's thrilled. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So from looking at, um, you know, what is released since the first of the year to now from a new product perspective, what has been extremely popular? What couldn't you keep in stock? And what do you wish you had pre-ordered more of? Uh, anything tops baseball is selling out. Uh, and I did bump my orders up, thank goodness. So, I mean, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I, I like to uh, be able to still keep that off on the shelf and not have to go out and pay a higher restock and jack everything up. And I've been able pretty well to take care of my customers at a, at a good price with what I ordered direct. But anything tops is selling out doing great. Uh, Panini Baseball this year also doing well for me, not as well as tops. Uh, they're still having a hard time overcoming that no logo thing. But a lot of their releases this year, like mm. Gunrust, have done that. I mean, I've reordered that several times. I've, I sold, I've sold five times about as much this year as I have in prior years. So that's, that's great. doing really well. Wow. Football's off to a slow start. Um, I think Panini could do a little better with their content. I'm a little disappointed with some of the early releases and some of the designs. I hate to be critical, but I'm, I'm really kind of surprised. Um, but hopefully that'll get rolling, get a hot rookie in there. Um, basketball, we just it struggles for us because no team. Uh, but I've done okay with it this year, and uh, I don't get order hockey very heavy either for the same reason, no team. But everything that I have ordered, I've been running out of, so I probably need to bump up my hockey orders. But it's been a very strong year for just unopened product, and that's been good after so many years of everything coming out and dropping and being cheap on the internet. It's nice that we finally have a strong market again. 
Yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, DJ, with a, um, a significant uh, soccer following up there for Seattle soccer, do you see a lot of movement on on the year-to-year soccer releases or the MLS-focused soccer release, or even just some movement? I'm just curious because sh- in L.A. we're so spread out. Yeah, know. I'm shocked that we won the championship, and all of my customers just didn't really – didn't really care so but but then i do have the soccer fans that are very loyal and i've gotten soccer fans lately several of them where uh they weren't even watching the game but they got into the game because of the cards they tell me don i can buy a box and get a 700 hundred dollar autograph messy card and that got them into watching soccer because mm. the, the the resale market was so good for some of these international stars so i i i, I do well with soccer i'm surprised i don't do better but i do all right with it so the international soccer though is actually bigger than just the MLS soccer, even though you've got a strong, strong. They buy both. Team. They buy both. Okay. I'm just surprised cool. as, as many people go to Sounders games. I'm just surprised I don't get more action on the cards, but I just don't. But that's a very popular team with a strong following, so maybe it'll spread to the cards eventually. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. What's one product you're looking forward to coming out this summer? the next baseball product all right let's honestly, let's talk I, about I'm not a, go ahead let's talk about that a little bit because we had um susan lajudai from tops on uh last week was it last week ivan okay yep exactly a week from a week ago one from the, now you're in the same hot one of the things now. i've been noticing is that for a long time it seemed like collectors <coughs> excuse me were only willing to pony up the big bucks for that very first Bowman Chrome Prospect autograph card. Like, that was the driver. And if everything else just kind of paled in comparison. I'm starting to see some pretty strong secondary market pricing for true rookie autographs. So players in their rookie year who may have already had a Bowman Chrome card uh, autograph, but good solid prices for rookie year autographs. Do you think that has a contribution to how well baseball is doing? And if so, why do you think that change might have occurred? Uh, I don't disagree with you. I think the the first year rookie autographs, oh, I think having that rookie card logo helped. I, it's almost like we get two rookies now. We get the Bowman issue, and then two years later when the guy starts playing, we get rookie cards, and I think that's good. I think more contributing to the strength of the hobby now is just the fact that we have been on a very nice gradual uptick in demand for the last five or six years, many, you know, 30, 40, 50 year old guys getting back into the hobby again. And now they've got money, unlike when they were young kids and only had a limited budget. But I just think that many people coming back in is, is uh, making prices drive up more naturally instead of artificially. It's not just a kind of a hype thing and investment and, and trying to make money off of it. You get people that genuinely want these cards to own them and uh, are willing to pay and they can pay. I think a weakness of our hobby is we're not doing a good job getting the youth in. Uh, but I think right now, for the for the the generation of people that were children during the boom in the late '80s, early '90s, returning to the hobby, I think that's what's kind of fueling everything right now. That's a good point. Well, and let me ask you that then. Uh, natural follow-up question: What is it that you're doing in store, or that's unique to your store you think that gets the youth excited again and gets families coming into your store 
quarter boxes. Uh, when Tops does make products like Opening Day and Bunt, I order them heavily. My business card that you mentioned earlier is a coupon for a free card at my store, and I'm constantly giving those, usually soft sleeve with a good local player. I give those to teachers, I give those to coaches, I give them whenever uh, whenever they're doing a local raffle or something, and I donate some. I make sure I give some of those coupons out just to get people in. Um, but I, I mean, I can't do it alone. I've, I've harped for years on the fact that we can't just the hobby can't be all about the expensive gamble. I, I, I would not want my child getting into this hobby now where we're buying $10 packs with four cards and maybe he gets a jersey that's worth $8. I mean, I, it's that's not what got me into it when I was a kid. It was affordable. It was fun. you know. And, and we were just collecting rookie cards. There weren't jerseys or autographs. We were just happy to have a guy's rookie or pull even players that we, that we were on our team out of packs. And I just I would like to see less emphasis on $1,000 or $25,000 packs of cards and more emphasis on traditional set building, affordable products. And, and these aren't just geared for kids. You, I get adults that buy these. I've got adults that come in and buy singles all day long and they don't buy new product, but they do buy opening day and they buy these $30 boxes. I think we've got to, as much as we, we've got to pursue what works, and I guess right now the high dollar thing is working, I think there needs to be uh, more attention put on normal collectors who just like trading cards and they're not out to gamble their money well let me play devil's advocate a little bit because you, you did roll back what you were saying just a little bit because i was going to ask you okay everybody knows you can't put the genie back in the bottle per se but if your Rob's if your song. product line consisted of Tops opening day, Tops bunt, series one, series two update, and they brought back Tops total. And let's throw something mid range in there like finest. Could your shop make it on a portfolio of just those products? Again, I'm not saying all or nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's room to expand to go after those traditional collectors again. And maybe you make a high-end product with, with, with more base cards that people want to collect. Or maybe you come out with uh, you know, a high-end product with less hits, but it's affordable and the cards are beautiful. One thing I've noticed is that even the base cards that came out in the late 90s, 20 years ago, are look so much better than the stuff coming out. Look at the EX Century singles that were clear and uh, Absolutely. gold label, tops gold label. And you had cards printed on wood and metal. You had cards with water in them, the Flare Showcase. I mean, you had all this stuff. And now the base cards are just kind of dull. And I mean, we're 20 years later, and the cards look worse, not better. But you had cards that people hmm. wanted to collect. And, and why aren't we doing that now? You know, and the, 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 the inserts wow. were so good that we're doing them over again 20 years later. We're copying the same things. What, what are the sets we're doing now that we're going to want to <laughs> copy 20 years from now? I don't know if there are any, you know. So I just I just think there could be more done to focus on traditional regular card collecting again, and not so much it's got to have an autograph or a swatch or serial number to one. Or and I'm not and I'm not saying don't do the other stuff. I love that stuff too. I love the trickle down effect it gets when people rip those high dollar boxes and they sell off the base singles to me or trade them, and I can make put those out for my customers that are in the lower you know income bracket or, or don't have the money to buy the packs that's great but let's make some boxes that everybody wants to buy not just someone with a ton of disposable income yeah well i you know you made a great point that i i agree fully with even though i'm a supporter of breakers and 
I'm actually arguably Transcendence number one uh, cheerleader because I think that uh, rarely have you seen a box that returned no matter what 40% of its value. That's almost impossible and unheard of. And Transcendent, if you do the math, always did at least 40%. That said, I'm 100% behind your point of why is it that the Inception base set a nice high-end base set is not a set builder's dream. Like, why would why are there not those things? Like the, you know, the high-end upper deck sets of the '90s were actually more fun to build that base set, as opposed to you know feeling like oh I got I need a 700 card base set to build. Well, they made such good high-end base cards then that it was actually a fun set, and I think that that's personally that's something I'd like to see in the hobby more of. Yeah, I agree. At, I don't know if this is something that you're partaking in. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole group case breaking aspect of the hobby? I've gone back and forth, but I just I just feel like I'm not here to run a casino, and I just I I understand the concept behind it. I I sat at a, at a conference about this in Vegas two years ago, one of the summits, and you know they're making the point that this is such a great thing because there's so many products out there that people can't afford now and this is a way they can buy into it and i'm sitting there and i want to scream let's make products that people can afford then instead of having to come up with kind of this semi-gambling method to include them in it i just i think it's a disaster that the hobby's gone that way i've seen it affect even the products i carry where where good 24 pack boxes that people used to like to come in and buy set five or seven pack. Now it's just one pack to rip open because that way a case breaker can get it done and onto the next case and, and generate more revenue. And again, I understand that, but that's another thing you're doing where you're sacrificing the long-term traditional collector. Who's a more solid base to build on than a guy that's kind of getting into it for temporary gambling. And, and once he realizes he's losing his shirt on all these case breaks and, and walks away from the hobby, you know, I, I don't want to keep, favoring those guys and keep changing products and tailoring things for for case breaks and i and i've considered doing them i just i don't feel right about it i would rather sell someone a box or sell someone packs and and hope they're getting good value out of there and the person that is a true collector is going to see value in his box because even if his hits aren't good he's going to have cards to build his set he's going to get players from his local team that he's excited to pull a case breaker or someone that's just into this high end, they're practically throwing the cards away. They're just trying to get a money hit. And I just think back to the same point, not to beat it, beat it to death, but I just, I want to see more love for the true collector. The person that is excited about cards, whether they have a Jersey or an autograph or not. All right. Hold, let me hold you right there. Cause the term true collector is something that is, is a bit of a, you can go in a lot of different directions with that. I consider myself a true collector, but here's the deal. I don't want a bunch of quote base cards and inserts from teams and players. I don't collect. Okay. I am a white Sox collector. I'm a bulls collector. I'm a Blackhawks collector, a bears collector. And so when it comes to an opportunity to, I love the look of, you know, X product, but if I'm going to buy it and pull all these cards of guys I don't collect anyway, wouldn't I be better putting my money into a break where I know that that's the team that I'm going to get? And I think that's the benefit of it. 
Well, no, I get that. And if our market is truly all the good products are geared for breaks, then that's what we've got. And you got to do it. If we were back to the way collecting used to be, where they were $60, $80, $100 boxes, where you were going to get more content for your money, and then you could take your extra base cards and trade them for your White Sox or the teams that you collect, I, I think that's the better scenario. But the way the hobby is now, you, you kind of have to do what you're doing because you're you're not going to buy a box of Majestic for $400 and, and, and 10 cards or whatever it is trying to collect everything. You know, I just, I look at... I, well, and let, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you, you well, go I ahead. Just, Your opinion's I look what, at, what I we're look interested at base in. cards of Mike Trout. 2011 Tops Update Rookie, $2 a pack. And that's a $200 card now. Stephen Curry rookies. I mean, all that stuff was $50 a box. You could have bought it all day long. And, and now those cards are worth a fortune. And, and again, that's based on true demand. There are people wanting to pay that to own it. That card doesn't have anything on it. And it, who knows how many they printed more than enough. I, I still think there's value and potential for more of those type of products. And I'm not saying no hits. I'm, you could still put something in it. But I, just the more and more I see products pared down to less cards, more hundreds of dollars per box, the more I just go, you know, how far can we go with this? I've been a proponent that, well, that and, and, and some people say it's an absolute sacrilege, but... I say, hey, you want to return value to true base cards, base rookie cards? You got to get rid of Bowman as a, as a brand and an entity altogether, so that when a guy gets his first card, it's like it's like young guns in hockey. You know, they those guys don't get a rookie card until they hit the ice. Make it the same for baseball. Yeah, you get the official rookie card logo but it's different there's still you know collectors still pour that premium into that whole bowman thing what happens if you get rid of bowman altogether does that restore value to traditional base rookie cards i don't know i felt that way at one time i i thought you're you, you know in basketball and football everybody's coming out at once we're all on the same page and, and baseball we're three years ahead of time and nobody cares till they hit but i think the rookie card logo helped uh I, so I'm not as sold on it. I, I, I kind of like having both. I, I'm selling Andrew Penatendi 2017 rookies and Aaron Judge, even though they've had cards and prior products. And those products sell, too. I call them pre-rookie. You know? And, and sure, people sure. seem to get that. Yeah. Well, so, oh gosh, we could go on about this for forever. I, I do want to get to a couple of comments, though, from the chat, because we're also here for the collectors. Um well, first off, a, a, a separate LCS owner that watches the show, uh, Stevens Collectibles, did make the comment, and I'm curious your thoughts. He said there are not enough true collectors, by DJ's definition, to support the hobby. As a shop owner, and with what you see in your shop, again, we know that things are different in different locales. How do you respond to that comment, or what's your experience in regards to I that? I think comment? that's our fault. I think that's our fault as an industry, that we've taken something that millions of people were collecting, and we've turned it into we've dwindled it into something that there's not enough collectors to support it. I, I see no reason as popular as sports are today that we can't have the same boom that we had in the late eighties to early nineties. We've got to market to the kids. We've got to produce stuff, we've got to make a hobby that they understand and can get, draw them away from Pokemon and spinners and whatever else, and, and get them into the game. I, I I don't know why we can't do that again. But when a when a family walks in and I've got a few products for them, and then I've got a $200 box and a $500 box. That's not something they go, wow, son, let's get into this. 
It's just not. We need to do more to cater to them. And I do at my store. I've got singles. I've got all kinds of stuff they can afford. And again, the trickle down from those high-end products is great because I can put the singles out. But I'm just saying, again, I'm not saying take away your high-end. But I'm saying focus on getting those people back in, the set builders, the people on a limited budget. I designed a program for Tops years ago called Tops Headquarters, and it kind of did all these things. It, and and the, the point of the program was to, to set it up where if people bought a box of product at your store, Tops would provide the store singles. People could come in and trade one for one. They had to buy the box at your store, which supported you instead of the Internet or a Walmart. It got them into set building. It showcased the cards, and it encouraged people to collect the cards again, not just trying to go for a, you know, for a hit. And I think some kind of program like that where we're making it – making it easier to finish a set, uh, supporting that. I think, again, there's more we could do to bring the masses in instead of continuing to find kind of clever gimmicky ways to hold on to what we've got and not draw more people in. And I think if you didn't have that market of people coming back that were in the boom 20 years ago, we'd have about nothing right now. What are we going to do to get more people in? I'm going to get fired for asking this question, uh, so Joe, be ready to pull the plug. How much do you think exclusive licenses are the reason for that? I don't like them. I think part why you had those great sets that we talked about in the late 90s is because there was competition. Competition. All the money wasn't getting shoveled to a player's association and then nothing left for content. Uh, And there was too much. I mean, we didn't need 90 baseball sets. But having three or four companies competing with each other, trying to come up with the next insert that everybody wanted to collect, trying to come up with the next innovation on how their base cards were going to look, that was tremendous for the hobby. And people are chasing those cards today. And, and, and I, think, I think with the exclusives, so much money goes to the leagues. that we're, I, I, I won't say who, but you can tell in some of these product lines that you see. When we go from, you know, last year we had four autographs per box and now we've got two and the price went up something's wrong and i and i think it's these exclusive agreements i think i think the the leagues and everybody should recognize that every time you go for the quick buck instead of looking at what's good for your customers there's going to be a long-term effect how many customers have, have we lost how many sales have we lost because there's no tops football anymore people collected tops football for 50 years and now you tell them it's just gone because someone gave us more money that's wrong and and same with same with baseball i mean i love unrest baseball and i'm glad to see it back but, but, you know, no logos and all this stuff. I think it would be better to have some competition, some kind of limit. I don't want to have 90 sets again, but I'd love to have Tops and Panini producing 20 sets each. And if we're having a year like this with six or seven hot rookies, let's throw a couple more releases on the tail end, you know? It makes but sense. I, just, I, I do not like well, exclusive licenses. I, one of the... Th- one of the things also, that you mentioned oh, that I wanted to get your reaction on, you mentioned Walmart. And one of the things that you almost always see is that retail creeps out before hobby releases. Have have you seen that negatively impact your business? And what do you think can be done at the manufacturer distribution level so that, you know, if the release day for archives is X date, that nobody gets it until it's that date? Look, there's nothing can be done because they're not going to cut Walmart off. Walmart's going to do what they want to do. They're going to get it in the back room and they're going to put it out that day. I, I just I want to make my shop the best it can be. My hobby product, my hobby version is better than what they've got anyway. They do beat me on price, and I would like to see more products 
again, at an affordable price point so I can be competitive that way. I'm not going to worry too much about Walmart getting it early. I want the product out there so people see it. So again, there's more collectors being born. Maybe their first purchase is a, a $20 retail box at a Walmart. But I want them to walk in my store and see hundreds of thousands of cards starting at a quarter and a great pack selection and, and a, a, just a nice family-oriented store so they want to keep coming back here too. I'm not going to beat Walmart well, you know, and, on price and, and getting stuff well, and early. But I want, I want someone that falls in love with cards wherever they buy their first cards to come into a store like mine or any other card shop out there and go, wow, this is where I want to come from now on to get my cards. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Ivan, you, I think you were going to ask one more question. Well, I, I was, and then he ended it so well. I was, I was, I was willing to let it sit there. It's a pretty simple question, though, yeah, and ahead. it is for those set collectors, for those true collectors. You say we did have one question in chat that I think is so wonderfully specific to what you do and what you're talking about for collectors. David Mackey asked DJ, "How are the twenty-five cent boxes sorted?" <laughs> They're not, because anything I put out that customers can look at is not going to stay sorted. I'm either going to have to watch it like a hawk and then tell people, please keep them in order, which they're going to get angry with me for doing, or I can just say, you know what, I'm going to put them out and leave them like that. A lot of my 2017 singles, there's just a divider and all the heritage are there. They might start out in order, but they're not going to stay that way. But people still go through with their list okay. and they find them. It doesn't take too long. So for the newer releases, I try to put those at least clumped together. For my quarter boxes on the table over there, that's just a scramble. And again, that's kind of the treasure hunt for people. I have people pull out all kinds of good rookies and stuff that I missed, you know, just because I was in a hurry or whatever. They're not in order at all, but that's part of the fun. Yeah, or I'm sure they find those guys, you know, this year Aaron Judge, all of a sudden 2013 Aaron Judge cards that who knew when you put them in the box, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I never pull one back. People say, do you mean to have this in here? I say, it's yours, you know. Because you're buying a stack That's of other awesome. stuff. I mean, just yeah, you earned it. You found it. You earned it. I love I love shop owners love like it. you because it, it it can lead to treasures like that. My greatest story ever is a local shop owner was too busy to sort fully sort through a collection and threw a bunch of programs and calendars and whatnot into a dollar bin. And I just so happened to find a Blackhawks one from the early 90s that was autographed on every page by every player for a dollar. It was awesome. Um, yeah. If people want to connect with you uh, social media-wise or find you online, where can they do that? Uh, the, the Facebook I get behind on. Best place to see what's going on or get a hold of me. Go to my website, djsportscards.com. Email me straight from there. Facebook, I'm still confused by, and, and, and but if you email me straight from there, I'll get it, and then you'll see what's new. I get, I, like I said, I buy collections all the time. I get new stuff up there almost every day, so it's, it's just fun to see what's what's come in. I still, I still get things, you know, after being here 27 years, I'll still buy collections, and I'll see something that I've never seen before, you know, constantly. It amazes me, and it's fun just to kind of go on the site and see what, see what other weird thing we bought now, so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for carving some time out of your uh, afternoon, evening out there to join us. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And uh, thanks for being our debut guest on uh, Dealer Showcase at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. We'll catch up with you later, Absolutely. DJ. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thank you, DJ. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. DJ Joss of DJ Sports Cards in Renton, Washington. Known D and Rob, I didn't. 
I didn't want to offend him. With that headset, though, I think he's ready to start doing online breaks. He's oh, he is. He's totally ready. He's totally ready. That was one of our best streams that we've had from a guest. I think that I think he's... DJ is someone I've known for uh, a handful of years now. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, simply be from some interaction at past industry summits, he actually gave a panel presentation on how to turn and burn uh, collections when it comes to buying them. And uh, he could have gone into a lot more uh, detail uh, uh, on how he does that. But, yeah, there's very little he won't buy. So if you're in the Northwest and looking to sell a collection and want to get a fair deal, uh, DJ's your guy. So be sure to check him out. And, again, I've actually been in the shop. It's a nice, clean shop. Um well well spacious and they even do they literally have a box outside that has like 1988 score uh what was that what was the second one with score not select um not update what did they call it for score score yeah. traded rookies no, and traded. traded wasn't it anyways yeah exactly so it's like and like things like that outside in a in a $1 box and so it's like you know it's just cool a good neighborhood feel feels you know, it's like he's not worried about some some punks or it's it's got a great feel as a sports shop. I had a real blast three years ago when I very was there. Very cool, so. very cool. Uh, we'll be joined by our next guest in just a few minutes. Uh, his name is Tony Fry. He's the founder of uh, Hero Habit, and Ivan was one of the first people to tune me into. Uh, hero habit so i'm gonna let him uh kind of run lead a little bit on on this after i bring him on in in a few minutes but uh dj provided a, a lot to digest but before we do that ivan can you check in on the go gts live q of the week poll for us and, and give us an update yes. on that so it is still the pinned tweet on go gts live's twitter account uh, is Tiger Woods still the collectible? Percentages are given his recent lack of success on the course and off. Right now, twenty-six votes, fifty-eight percent say yes. He is still collectible. Okay. Um, and Rob, I also I took I didn't use the hashtag because I ran out of uh, space. I did post a similar uh, poll though regarding Grant Gust and the Cryptozoic Flash Auto. If you had bought the first one at eight hundred dollars, would you sell now? Seeing this one at fifteen twenty-five, and the options were sell for sure or hold it, fan for life. What do, what do you think the, that one is at? What, what do you think the split uh, is? On that knowing one? that the majority of the people are probably sports people, they would have flipped it. Okay, so it is. I'm actually shocked that it's only eighty twenty. We have 20% that say, hold it, fan for life. Maybe I tagged Cryptozoic in the tweet. Maybe if they retweet that, we'll see the numbers change. And that poll is going to run for the next 23 and a half hours. So it'll be interesting to see the activity on that one. Ah, interesting, interesting. Also, Rob, uh, can I ask you a question <laughs> regarding our national yes. tickets? Is it? Is it? Do we? They're not VIP tickets, Ivan. I'm sorry. They they only gave us general admission. Okay. Well, I might open a dangerous can of worms here, though. 
So there's one certain collector that watches the show that like seven people have entered and said, give it to him if I win. And I have a feeling if we don't just do that now for the next eight weeks, that's going to happen every show. Uh, Should we just make someone a winner or do you want them to be random? I'll, I'll do it random. I'll do it either way. I'm, I'm putting the onus on you. Do we do we random them or do we... I'm going go to the, I'm like I'm gonna go to the, to my consigliere for a second. Joe, what do you think on that? Okay. Okay. Well, and we do have uh, some other entries. We've got, uh, you know, Pam Keller, J- Jason Rocco, both saying live stream OGs meet up. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, and if you well be in Chicago or able to make Chicago for the national, we're giving away a pair of tickets every week leading up to the national here on the show. So make sure that you tune in, make sure that you watch. And this week, the way that you enter is by tweeting to the national, thanking them for the tickets. You got to tag them. Their their Twitter handle is at NSCC show, national sports collectors convention show, NSCC show, and say, thank you. NSCC show for the chance at free tickets on go GTS live. Cause if you don't tag us, I can't see your entry. So that's how you enter to win. And that's how you enter to win. I guess we're <laughs> I guess we're still going to random because since we are getting more entries, we are going to random. Uh, so very cool of you that know a collector that would not be able to enter and are thus entering on their behalf. That said, it's up for random for everyone. So keep those entries coming. If you think you will be in Chicago for the National July 26th through 30th. That sounds that about right. right. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm getting fired again. No, let me find... Uh, oh, you didn't tag the National in that conversation. Because you tagged it in the original tweet. Yes, July 26th through the 30th at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Chicago. All right, we are pleased to be joined by Tony Fry, founder of Hero Habit. Tony had a prior engagement. It looks like he did not get back to his computer in time, but look how savvy he is showing up via mobile. Awesome. Tony, welcome to GoGTS Live. Love it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Ivan was one of the first people that uh, helped me get familiar with Hero Habit and been paying attention to what you guys are doing. But for people who aren't familiar with what Hero Habit is, in the uh, your own words as the founder, tell us a little bit about Hero Habit and why you started it. Um, basically, Hero Habit is just a site dedicated to pop culture and sports news as well as the collectibles. So um, we're kind of a mixed message where you'll come to read our hot takes on the Toronto Blue Jays and then stay and buy some baseball cards um, with some mixed content and uh, that covers both topics. And that's about it. You know, we're trying to build a little community of, of um, casual collectors that maybe have dropped out of the hobby or, you know, guys that are my age that grew up in the junk era that didn't know the cards were cool again and that had some value and could, you know, be a, a fun collectible. Try to get them back um, and then appeal to the diehards who are looking for Aaron Judge autographs and things of that nature. Yeah, well, and I can't I can't stress enough. First off, you are pulled over. We just saw a biker zoom past you, so you're clearly not moving. We appreciate that and your dedication to the show. How absolutely awesome is that? Because we all know so many sports fans that don't collect. Why is that? How do we solve that problem? How do we change that perspective? And when you first told me that that was the focus, that it's not just 
here's checklists and and here's who's signing. It's really appealing to the sports fan. Um, can you share with us just some some numbers on an average article or just reach or what you've seen as far as conversions go? Because I, I know that your your following is so much more than just hobby followers. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the conversion, it's hard to gauge right now. We just launched the storefront um, about three weeks ago. And it's surprising me that we've actually been pulling a lot on the entertainment side. Um, we had some parks and recreation autographs that went that within 10 minutes of me launching the store officially. I sold a Rob Lowe autograph. So, I mean, there are certain, certain people that are into sports that are into television and, um, and they don't, don't even know. They don't know that they autograph cards. Now they don't know about relic cards. Um, I was talking to a, a big sports fan that didn't have any idea, um, that they put like jerseys and cards, you know, and he was shocked when he saw how thick the cardstock was for these things. I mean, there's just, um, I mean, it's not, not an ignorance, but it's just changed a lot since we were kids. And that's kind of the, 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 the main demographic I'm tapping into so far is a lot of guys that are, you know, in their thirties that collected when they were kids and have all those 91 Fleer cards that, you know, aren't worth anything. They have no idea how, you know, how much is going on in the hobby right now. Very cool. And now I understand you do breaks. They're just not what we think of when we think of group breaks. Right. So the idea behind that was, and that's kind of where I appeal to every aspect of the collector. The idea was I'll break the cases and post them on the, on the website. And um, for the diehard collectors that want to collect autographs, they can just come and buy the autograph. And they don't have to end up with six full complete team sets like you would if you bought into a group break. Um, and then by doing that, it also allows me to sell six complete team sets to casual people that might just want to buy them for their kids when they're going to a baseball game, you know, to get their own autographs and things like that. And um, I'm seeing a good response. I'm seeing some people picking up autograph cards and their team sets. So it's as if they bought a no break. And then I'm seeing people just spending the $4, $5 and getting, you know, all of their favorite players in one shot without having to open a bunch of packs or, you know, maybe that's their gateway back into the hobby to see what it's all about. Very cool. One of the things that I I did notice that first draw my drew my eye was those park and recreation autographs, because one of my all time favorite shows and a great product uh, back in the day, as they say, but looking at some of the talking about how, products have changed what are some of the the products you've seen this year or that are coming out this year that you're intrigued by um so far i think my favorite set this year was the panini diamond kings that was just a fun one to break i got a great case that had was full of awesome hits um and it'd been a long time since i opened diamond kings admittedly you know i'm one of those guys that prefers the licensed stuff but this this year changed my mind, and you know they're 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 good every year, but this year really changed my mind on that one. Um, that that was the big one. It's you know it's cool to see all the the daily stuff like the tops now and everything um, being popular, but I don't really deal with that. But yeah, the Panini Diamond Kings this year, that was a highlight for me so far. I I agree well, with you. I noticed. Oh, sorry, I was just really excited because I noticed something else that you did on. Twitter uh, three days ago and then again um, just recently with uh, Donald Trump's viral tweet uh, that he deleted. Yeah. It's the one thing 
That, that's a whole other story. It's the one time he's truly angered me, though. Don't delete your tweet. Own it. Side story. Um, where because of your unique status selling individual cards, even though you're a news and uh, news site, you offer discounts periodically. So people need to be following you on social media. Right. Um, and so tell us a little bit about that one, especially the one with the uh, the viral tweet and the Aaron Judge, because I thought those were really cool. Well, the Aaron Judge, he got... I forget what was the milestone. Was it two home runs? Yeah, I think it was his first. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, home two home runs, runs and uh, and, like, and oh, like some like there was some other like five RBI outside was, of that. It or was something his first crazy. Grand Slam. Um, it was his first Grand Slam. Yes. and I'm an A's fan, and he was playing the A's, so I had to watch it um, happen, which seems to happen a lot this year. But um, so right after he hit that, <laughs> one, um, we had the coupon code Salami. And you could get, I forget what the discount was, but you could get a discount off anything. And we do have an Aaron Judge card that's been sitting there for a couple of weeks that I'm surprised nobody's picked up yet. And then for the Donald Trump, the uh, Comfifi tweet, um, that was just a promo code that, you know, it was getting a lot of traction and I'm never one to shy away from a hot hashtag. So I glommed onto it and, uh, you know, I drove some traffic. We got more we got more off of the Salami than the Comfifi tweet because... Uh, Nobody wanted to leave Twitter and miss all the fun. But, you know, if you follow that, um, we're doing some stuff like on Instagram and Facebook periodically. And through the newsletter, if you sign up for that, um, there's some there's usually a coupon code with that every week as well. Very cool. So the cards are actually available on HeroHabit.com. Right. Okay, cool. That was actually a question from a viewer, and I just wanted to clarify. And... Um, and then what about the news? Like, is it just you writing the articles or what's the team like, or what are you building there with the, uh, the news and the marketing side of it? Um, I do a lot of the baseball stuff and a lot of the trading card specific stuff. Um, there are a few other writers. We've got, um, uh, a Canadian writer who does my Saturday night live posts. Um, a buddy of mine, Nick Avila, who's been writing for me for years on various other sites, does a lot of the football, basketball and WWE content. Um, and then we have a couple other guest writers, uh, Crack and Wax, who some of you may know, has started contributing um, video content that he's sharing with us. And then um, the folks at High Heat Stats are providing some of the best baseball content that um, that we've had. Some real good analytical, historical analysis, um, some deep stat stuff that really appeals to the to the baseball nerd uh, more than anything. But they're a great content coming from high heat stats as well. So we've got some partnerships with some of those kind of guys that are um, providing a lot of good content for people that aren't interested in cards. They still might just want to come and learn more about baseball or basketball or anything. Social, uh, where do you hang out? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. I'm even on LinkedIn for the first time. I, I don't understand how it works, but I'm there. Uh, everything is at Hero Habit. Uh, one word at Hero Habit. You can get me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I think that's all of them. Okay. <laughs> Did I just hear Tinder? Are you on Tinder? Um, no, I'm not. But... How about that? How about that? A swipe right for cards. <laughs> Let's. Who's going to create that? That'll be, that'll Find be your phase three of, uh, of the website. We'll we'll do that for the next phase. Yeah. Nice. So everyone be sure to check out HeroHabit.com. 
Uh, we will let you get back to your evening, sir. But, uh, Tony, I really appreciate you taking some time out. Keep up the great work, and we'll have you back on again in the future. How's that sound? Sounds great. I'll come by anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. All righty. Tony Fry, founder of HeroHabit.com, a returning collector, uh, doing his part to get sports fans into the hobby. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And if you want proof of Tony's personal sports fandom as well as his own, uh, what he mentioned about his favorite team, the Oakland A's, you can also follow Tony, his personal site, Tony underscore Fry. And he, his most recent tweet was highlights from today's A's game. And he posted the highlights. I just want to show you that. See if that comes in clear. So he's Footage not too. found. Yeah. That's the highlights from oh. today's <laughs> That's, Yeah. Took a second. He's good, though. He's sharp. I like it. So, so make sure you follow Tony as well as Hero Habit. Uh, very exciting what they're doing. Um, again, the first time I talked to him, it was about three months ago, and he, he gave me that. He said, look, the margins can work fine opening the product yourself as long as you're driving traffic in a certain way and creating something unique like team sets for the average Joe sports fan who can get a Topps Yankees team set when he reads an article on Aaron Judge's Grand Slam. You know, how unique is that? It's just marketing, just getting the cards in front of more faces, more. So more what people. is the, what, what did he charge that. for a team set like that? Oh, I don't know. We should have asked him that. Uh, five, ten okay. bucks. I, I don't know. I'm totally just guessing right now. Uh, go to HeroHabit.com. Somebody find out and let us know. <laughs> and then he gets the additional things like, you know, the hits. Like he pulls an Aaron Judge, and then that has that little overhead that helps him. Not only that, the Aaron Judge, again, it's still up there with the, the promo code. You, you can get 10% off what he listed it at, which I think was fair market That's price. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, he, he's doing very cool. And chat is lighting up again. I love love this. So much good collector chat going on. There, uh, uh, I was really happy when you turned me on to Hero Habit. I had, I'd been paying attention to them a little bit, but uh, with your encouragement, dove in a little bit more, and um, glad we had him on the program because uh, Tony, yeah. Tony's obviously a good guy and doing something good for the hobby. So be sure to check him out. Uh, well, and I actually need to give a quick shout-out, too, to our friends uh, Angela and Stefan because they're the ones that connected me and Tony personally. They, they knew what Tony was doing, and they said, hey, you and Ivan need to at least talk. And so Tony reached out directly to me, and that really – because you do – you see so many new startups, new breakers, all these things just flying at you on social media, and suddenly somebody's liking all of your posts and tagging you in posts, and you're like, I don't even right? know you. Uh, Tony didn't take that approach. He did you know, follow and engage a few times. Uh, really glad though someone made the personal introduction and got us got them on our radar because they're really innovative. Uh, before we dive into Hot in the Shop, uh, we teased that we were going to have a, a box break tonight. There was going to be a surprise. Uh, the surprise Ooh. is being revealed. It, right? uh, not only did Panini hook us up last week with a box of the all-new Majestic football uh they sent us two boxes uh last week was so awesome to open um i said you know what let's let's do this again so uh we'll take a look at what's in this box and give away the hits after 
we do this. And this is what we like to call Hot in the Shop, a look ahead at next week's new product releases hitting hobby store shelves for the week of June 5th, 2017. First up, back by popular demand, 2017 Tops Finest Baseball Cards. As you might remember, this product released as an online exclusive last year. It is now back through traditional hobby channels to the delight of thousands. Every box of 2017 Topps Finest Baseball Cards delivers two autographs signed on card in every master box. Look for new low-numbered wave autograph parallels along with a variety of color and compelling insert subsets. This year's release is also mm. going to debut a new autographed case hit. Woohoo! Finest finishes autographs will highlight the most iconic conclusions in MLB history. In addition to that, look for two finest career die-cut cards in every case as well. So case hits are a key driver of this. Must be a breaker-type product. Uh, new for this year, finest breakthroughs, top young stars of MLB and a new insert set. How about using the 1994-95 finest basketball design in a new subset focused on elite veterans and retired greats. Look for that. Look at that. As well as, you might imagine, a plethora, an abundance, a cornucopia, if you will, of colored parallels in various numbering. The checklist is up on gogts.net. And 2017 Tops Finest Baseball Hits Hobby Shelves next Wednesday, the 7th. Exciting stuff. Well, Rob, speaking of Panini and the NBA, we have a, a new return of a classic product. 2016-17 Panini Studio NBA Basketball Cards. In case you haven't been paying attention, Studio has not been in basketball since 2009. So it's returning this year with a newly improved format and configuration, uh, including one autographed card and one memorabilia card per 10-pack box. Um, the autographed cards are going to include celebrated signatures of 15-card sets showcasing the top talent in the game with all-time NBA greats such as Shaquille O'Neal, Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Studio Signatures, which is a tip of the cap to the classic designs found in the 1990s studio releases. And Breakout Signatures with both rookies looking to break out and veterans who have already made the leap to NBA stardom. There's also Gamers Gold memorabilia sets in studio featuring prime versions from downtown with original artwork and super rare at just one in every inner case as well as rock-solid die-cut design uh, inserts and top five with a rotating background featuring top five top rookies from the 2016-17 NBA season. And then, of course, the nice. studio-based set, which also features action photography, studio edition portrait-style photography, and sketch oh, cards cool. with sketch art photography. Nice. Awesome. 
And that hits shelves next Wednesday as well, I believe. If you have not gotten your fill of the 2016 presidential election, and, I mean, who hasn't, uh, Decision 2016 Series 2 updated inaugural edition from Benchwarmer uh, comes an all-new release of Series 2 update. Uh, All-new cards, uh, 54 brand-new base cards, uh, the sell sheet is available. New Trump under fire, party pals, president-elect premium inserts, jumbo box toppers, all sorts of stuff. We got a first-hand look at this product a while back. Some really unique cards. One more opportunity to look at this in the inaugural update edition. Sure, absolutely. Uh, next up on the docket, Panini Prestige Football Cards. Panini Prestige Football delivers four autograph cards, five parallels, 24 inserts, and 40 rookie cards in every box. It's a real friendly price point uh, with a treasure trove of rookie content and updated team information from the 2017 NFL Draft. Uh, look for draft day signatures, which are on-card autographs from the top players in the 2017 NFL Draft, including rare ink variations in gold and silver. Also look for veteran and legend signatures numbered to 100 or less. Other autograph subsets include NFL Passport Ink, Rookie Signatures, Blue Chip Prospect Ink, and more. Uh, in addition to your 40 rookie cards, these are the first rookie cards of the 2017 NFL Draft class with updated team designations. Look for 24 inserts in every box, including the Popular Connections, which features outstanding teammates and other themed content. Next up, 2017 TriStar Quest Autographed Memorabilia. The latest from TriStar delivers one autographed item in every envelope. Look for an amazing array of unique autographs from more than 175 legendary stars on more than 50 different styles of collectible memorabilia. So this could be everything from magazines to portraits to oversized photos to programs to albums and who knows what. Uh, the list includes, as we said, over 175 legendary stars, including Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali, Larry Bird, oh. Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, George Bush, Stephen Curry, Joe DiMaggio, Michael J. Fox, Gordie Howe, Jeter, Koufax, Mattle, Messi, Namath, Peyton, Pele, Rice, while well, you get it, Ruth, Emmett Smith, Ted Williams, and many more. A brand new uh, memorabilia, autograph memorabilia product, TriStar Quest, hits hobby shelves next Wednesday, the 7th as well. And that wraps up a look at Hot in the Shop. New releases coming next week. Stop by your local card shop and pick up one of the releases and check them out for yourself. And be sure to tag us at uh, hashtag GoGTSPC with your hits from some of these products. Rob, that is, um, 
I got. I have, I have some questions. If we can have, I, I, do we need camera time? Do we need some filler time? Because I have some some questions, questions. Questions. I can answer. We we don't need it, but what do you want to well, know? Maybe it's maybe it's better for the collectors. You know, we've got about seventy, maybe seventy five watching right now. When you see this, because I'm looking at this quest specific with the orders due May seventeenth, and it's releasing June seventh, which is a week from now. Only 50 cases. I have to imagine at a distributor level, this sells out every time. Is that right? Oh. Uh, or these uh, types of products that we see. Assuredly. So my question is, do we need to move hot in the shop ahead like three or four weeks so that the collectors can see this and say, oh my gosh, my breaker needs this. My LCS needs nah, this. Nah, because... Be- because we do such a good job of educating those people, they're on it. Okay, because it's just like like this product. This this is one of the most exciting sell sheets, and also props to TriStar for yeah. making a really dynamic one with good large images. Uh, if you couldn't quite see it fully on the screen, or you're watching on your phone, make sure you go to gogts.net and look at these uh, these items. Really amazing pictures. I love this Sandy Koufax art four different pictures uh drawn on there with a signature um things like uh Shaq and LeBron dual auto with Shaq in his three games in a Cavs uniform or what have right you. Marty McFly hoverboard um from Back to the Future 2 absolutely amazing make sure you visit the site just to just to see that well to give you an idea so good the solicitation for this came in back on april 21st so either that day or the next day all the breakers all of the store owners and any collectors uh visiting uh gogts uh dot net knew about this product so even though the pre-order you know was just a couple of weeks ago there was a, a longer process before that, so don't you fret, brother. I just every time I see one of these, I'm like, this looks so cool, and I'm finding out about it like three days before. I got no money in my bank account. I don't even know which breakers are carrying it. Um, well, that'll teach you to check gogts.net every single day and keep up with the I release know. calendar. My own my own failure. <laughs> just throwing them in my face here. Uh, also, I did want to mention real quick. From his car, hopefully without having started driving yet, um, if you go to herohabit.com and you do want to do some shopping, well, use the checkout code GOGTS. Tony Fry, who we just had on the show, created a special discount code. You'll get 15% off your order using that oh, code. Oh, thanks, Tony. GOGTS. That's awesome. So very cool little offer from uh, Hero Habit. For our listeners. And what is that checkout code again? Be sure to repeat that loud and clear. They kept it simple. Go GTS. All right. Awesome. Well, one of our favorite segments in the show, live box breaks, a look at newer product releases provided direct from the manufacturers. In this case, we're going to take a look at Majestic Football from Panini America. Be sure to thank Panini America and Tracy Hackler specifically on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for the opportunity to take not only an original look at this product, but a second look at this product. Because in all honesty, this is uh, this product's in a price point range where they don't have to provide us a box. 
if they don't want to. And not only did they provide us one, but two. So I just really thank you to, to those guys. All right. So. Exciting. Uh, now, we saw this last week, yep. uh, Rob, more so than any specifics on the product. I mean, we know we're going to see four autos, four relics, uh, two base cards, um, like we saw last week. My question is, do you think they sent this from the same case? Because I'm pretty sure that last week's box was a one-per-case box. There's no way we can have something that loaded if this came from the same case. Or am I wrong? I don't know. We're going to find out, though. We are because find we did out. see last week we hit a one-of-one uh, a pretty fantastic uh, one-of-one uh, laundry tag of Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas, as well as a Christian McCaffrey numbered to 25 auto, and even uh, like a Devontae Booker auto that was numbered, uh, I think, 75 or 99. So a really great box. Lots of fun. Um, very cool. Also, Amy Hood is recommending we take another look at a box of Gotham cards just for um, uh, research, which is cool. And we're seeing some new names in the chat. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Some some friends there. And I'm seeing somebody somebody on Facebook said, oh, hey, my wife just joined the show. Oh, God. Is everything all right with the twins, honey? Comment on Facebook or give us emojis. Um uh, Chris Jordan, uh, um, we got a tweet asking which breakers have that TriStar quest, and Chris Jordan says in Facebook chat that he knows one. So who is it? Tell us who the breaker is. Um, and actually, Rob, that would be interesting too. Where do we get m- more information on which breakers do have these specialty, um, specialty uh, products like TriStar Quest and some of the su- collect super things that we see? Just check in with your favorite breaker card shop really um first up team pedigree denard robinson jersey numbered 75 michael whirlinger someone got a mccaffrey yes someone won a mccaffrey auto patch numbered to 25 watching the show last week and that wasn't even the biggest hit we gave away because in a random tops uefa product we hit a Franz Beckenbauer, Beckenbauer, that's arguably a four hundred dollar card that we also gave away. All right. So yes, watch us here, not just for the great news. Hold on, Ivan. Also, Joe, are we good? I'm gonna wrap this up. Quick. Facebook is streaming. Facebook is streaming. All right. I'm still seeing everything on Facebook. Fine. Okay. <clears throat> so I guess I should go through the notifications and. We should do a random for the uh... T.Y. Hilton jersey, kind of an oversized swatch there, number to 125. Wow, look at that. Alshon Jeffrey, patch, three-color, number two. What is that, 75? Wow, this is the Bears pack. Ooh, I like Jordan it. Howard. Another patch, number to 75. Kids are doing great. Thanks, guys. I think. Ask the wife since she just jumped into chat. Are you still there, honey? We pulled a redemption, a team pedigree autographs of Rob Ninkovic. Ooh. Rob Ninkovic. Isn't he the... Does he... 
I'm, am I getting him confused with the coordinator, the defensive coordinator? Because that would be awesome. We've got um, – No, he plays defense for the Patriots, right? A, I'm not sure. A patch autograph of Cooper Cup. Rams, rookie wide receiver. How about – From Seattle originally. How about John Ross, yeah. three-color patch, auto number to 99. Top 10 draft pick, Cincinnati Bengals, another. He's from Long Beach originally. And John Ross, also last play but in not least, a gold on-card signature of Priest Holmes, number to 25. Wow. That is sweet. So we... That is great. Let's give those two cards away tonight and those tickets. And so I'm putting the tweet up right now. Uh, we are down a man. Oh, yeah, so leave those there. This is going to be the most ghetto version of this ever because I have to take a picture. Actually, here. Might actually see here, let's, let's give away the other patch auto of Cooper Cup. Okay. And the rest we'll put into monthly prize packs, which you can tell us about in a minute, too. Uh, Do we have a May we winner? Uh, you know what? We could have that too. Here I am not being super prepared. So real quick, we have Priest Holmes. We have John Ross, right? Yep. At Watch J. Ross. And then we have Cooper Cup with a K. Correct. Watch J. Ross. And more. So I'm putting this tweet up, sorry, because we are we are down a man tonight too. So thank you for your patience on this. It's why it's nice that we're doing the um, the ticket giveaway the way we are. So this is going to be going on here. I'm working on it. I'm sorry, Rob. That's all right. Do you have the uh, picture so Joe can go to two cameras? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's done. That's done. I may be a procrastinator, but I'm still. Well, I'm actually still a procrastinator. <laughs> All right. So we're getting that up. Um, so while you're doing that, wanted to let people know that uh, pre-sale of autograph tickets in the uh, autograph pavilion, uh, the TriStar autograph pavilion at the National Sports Collectors Convention are already on sale. Um GTS will once again be hosting the Breaker Lounge as part of the Ripping Wax Group Case Break Pavilion. Ivan and I will be hosting uh, main stage festivities as well. So again, be sure to stop and say hi. We'll be talking more national as the uh, show gets closer, talking to some people from the national uh to build up some hype and excitement simply because it's uh it's the super bowl of sports collectibles events and again um be sure to thank at nscc show on facebook twitter instagram not to register for tonight's giveaway uh, simply because they're going to provide tickets each and every week for us to give away leading up until the national 
Excellent. Um, so again, uh, make sure that you go on Twitter. It's our new pinned tweet uh, because the voting, there's still 22 more hours on our GoGTS Live Q of the Week regarding Tiger Woods and his collectability. 64% say yes, he is still collectible. 34% currently say no. Well, look at our new pinned tweet. Retweet that to enter to win any of those three hits. Um, there's a fantastic uh, dialogue here, too. Someone mentioned, I believe it was Roland Wake, said, well, it doesn't quite compare to last week's box. I would actually disagree. Uh, we got uh, the the John Ross was numbered to 75. Is that right? Uh 99. 99. He was a top 10 pick. Personally, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a bust, so I love that. You can't go wrong with a fan favorite like Priest Holmes. Uh, and then on top of that, Cooper Cup has some high upside. Not a bad box at all. Wouldn't be surprised if longevity proves it to be even better. Um, that said, uh, it's going to take just a second to pick some winners because we do got to let that float for a bit. Rob, my personal opinion on the uh, the question of the day, Tiger Woods, is he still collectible? Yes. Well, Rob, I saw you, it's funny you bring this up, I actually saw a collector discussion from some non-collectors on Facebook earlier this week before the Tiger Woods news broke, and one guy said in response to a, a friend that was selling a collection, you know, hey, I'd be interested if you have any golf cards. I can't seem to find any anymore. And it just made me think, we haven't seen any golf cards in a while. 2012, I think, was the last. Does that sound about right? 2012, 2013? Which, yeah, which really makes me almost shift the question to, or, or it answers the question for me, I don't know that golf right now itself is collectible. And so I think that you could blame that perhaps on Tiger Woods' decline since his uh, scandal a couple years back. Um, maybe a lack of perceived young stars. I don't know. So is Tiger Woods still collectible? Well, right now I'd say the entire state of golf is not particularly collectible. And it'd be interesting to see what we could have uh, bring that back around. And then you also asked about the May prize pack. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so I've got a lot of drawing to do. Um, so let me get these. Uh, i got to write down some names. You don't necessarily have to be watching to win the May prize pack. Uh, so we've got our first winner of the... So which one's first? The Cooper Cup. Arguably the least hit of that. So John B. Sharp. You're usually watching. I'm pretty sure I saw you already. Make sure that you say hello. Um, you're the Cooper Cup winner. The next winner, Alex Oy for the Priest Holmes Auto. Alex Oy, O-E-Y. And now for the John Ross Auto, Christopher Jordan. Didn't I just send you something? Randomizer. Someone needs to shake the randomizer. Uh, that said, it'll be shipping from Rob, so it may not get there quite as soon. And actually, in all fairness to Christopher Jordan, the prize I sent him was from a show three weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it was three weeks ago he won something. Uh, well, how about those National Sports Collectors Convention tickets, Rob? Let's talk about that uh, as I look to make sure that John Sharp is there. John Sharp said hi. Uh, Chris Jordan said something else, uh, so I'm sure he'll say hi in just a minute once the lag 
catches up to him. So Alex Oy, I believe you're on live stream generally watching. Uh, Zach Fowl. Zach Fowl, are you in the audience? If so, say hello. Let us know. Uh, you were the winner of the National Sports Collectors Convention tickets, courtesy of at NSCC. Make sure that you give them a follow, give them a like, thank them. We will have more next week. And, Rob, I'm not going to have time to do it. I'm going to have to do it after the show. Not a problem. Um, because I believe we have all of our winners here except uh, Zach Fowle. Um, let me know if you see him on live stream. Uh, and I uh, just to say, keep an eye out for the June prize pack. I know that the Gleam is live. I need to see if we've actually tweeted it out yet. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you follow us on all social media. And uh, I was going to say one other thing, and I can't even remember now. I talked myself into a corner. I talked myself out of remembering. Alex is here, so he everyone yep. has sounded off except Zach. Is that right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Everyone except for Zach, which he was actually one of the first, so I know he was really watching because he was one of the first to do it before it was trending. Maybe he so, just had to pee. So what do you want to do? Um, oh, email us. I forgot to say. So you have to email us <laughs> to claim your prize. That's what was in the back of my head. Don't forget, if you're a new winner or, you know, Chris Jordan. Even if, you're, you even if, yeah, if you're a winner, new, yeah. old, whatever, I can't sort through old emails trying to find addresses. Yeah. So email us, gogtslive at gogts.net. Let us know what you won and uh, how you want it and where you want it sent. Cooper Cup Auto, John B. Sharp, Priest Holmes Auto, Alex Oy, and John Ross Auto, Christopher Jordan, uh, and then the National Sports Collectors Convention tickets to Zachary Fowl. Uh, Rob, that's all I got. What do you got? Uh, what I have is, yes, the Gleam campaign for the June prize pack is live. I once again probably overdid it, but oh well. As long as the manufacturers keep providing us product, we'll just keep loading up prize packs. Oops, I did it again. But that's going to do it. I want to thank um, our guests, uh, DJ Joss from DJ Sports Cards, uh, Tony Fry from Heroes Habit. Uh, again, thank you to Panini America for providing that box of majestic football. Thank you to our producer, Joe Fallon. For Ivan Lovegren, I'm Rob Bertrand. Join us in two weeks. We are taking a week off next week. What? We will be back in two weeks um, with a brand new episode Whoa. of Go GTS Live. Yes, what that means is we will most likely be giving a four-pack away uh, yes. upon our return. I read my mind. <laughs> so keep tuning in uh, because we will see you in Chicago, and we want to see all of you there. So we are going to be giving away tons of tickets to that, as well as if we have two weeks of product to break, it will probably be another semi-break-a-palooza at least. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you to DJ Sports Cards for being a great guest. Thank you, Tony Fry from Hero Habit, for being a great guest. And don't forget to use their promotional code, GOGTS, to get 15% off of your orders there this week. That's it. 
we're out of here and we'll be back with a brand new show in two weeks thank you for watching and always be collecting <laughs>